Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. So today I'm speaking with Stuart Winstone, Group CEO at Silverdor. Stuart, we saw last week that Silverdor has um, acquired the apartment service. So how long was that deal in the making? Uh, I guess, George, um, quite a while. So um, we've been having conversations with uh, Charlie McCrow, the former owner of the department service, for for some time. Um, I think over the years we've always indicated to him that if he's in a position to sell at some point, then we'd certainly be very interested. And the same goes for other agents in the marketplace. We we have a kind of um, outlook that we like to engage with conversations uh, on an ongoing basis and, and then look to bring those into something more um, of fruition as we get the opportunity. So um, I think though the real catalyst for this particular deal was at the end of last year, um, I was getting frustrated that COVID was getting in the way of everything that we were trying to do and and all of our growth plans. So we decided to bring in a a professional acquisitions partner. Um, So they started working with us in um, January and um, first few months we, we, we focused on structuring a deal that would work for all parties and by April we'd signed heads of terms um, and then we then spent the last few months going through the due diligence process and um, that was quite challenging because as you know um, the department service was a hybrid agent operator before um, and had been demerged last year so quite complex in terms of, of making sure that the business was was fully demerged. Um, it's also an international business with um, businesses in, in the US, in um, Spain and Singapore. So there's complexities there around the deal as well. So um, yeah, this year was the, the main focus, although, as I said, conversations have happened in years gone by as well. Mm-hmm. And what would you say are the main short, medium, medium and long-term benefits of the deal? Um, I guess in the, let's start with short term. So um, our business has the availability of cash so we can invest in that business and in that team. Um, one example is we've um, just bought complete new IT equipment for everybody. So that'll be rolling out to the apartment service teams in, in the coming weeks. Um, and then we're, we're starting to look now where um, they can benefit from shared group resources. So that's the, the first thing. So looking at the, the benefits for the team, see how they can, how we can enhance the team experience and, and, thereby the experience that their their customers are receiving. Um, In the medium term, looking to see how we can um, rule out duplication. So um, for example, uh, combining our supply chains, giving customers of both businesses more choice. Um, And while while today, um, both businesses have a lot of crossover with suppliers, um, both brands have suppliers that the others don't. So we want to make that whole supplier portfolio um, available to customers of, of both businesses. Um, longer term, I think customers of TAS will benefit from investment in technology that's possible as part of a wider group. Um, customers of Silverdor will benefit from the, the um, group's combined experience in Iberia and Latin America. That's a key reason for the acquisition. That was something that we recognized wasn't as strong as we wanted to be in the group. So um, that expertise will come in, into, into the business. Um, we're also now the biggest um, agency group in the APAC region uh, with a combined Silverdor and the apartment service team. So uh, we really want to, to grow that uh, proposition we have in the APAC market headed um, 
headquartered by our Singapore operation. Mm-hmm. And as well as this transaction, we've also seen um, National acquiring Bridge Street's agency business. Accommodeo has, has recently um, changed hands. Do you think we're at the start of a major phase of, of consolidation in the agency space? Yeah, I think it's uh, inevitable, really. Running a, a global agency business is very complex. It, it requires an awful lot of investment in teams and particularly in technology these days. Um, client expectations in terms of service levels, uh, technology, data security, um, health and safety standards for, for travellers are, are really high and that's uh, expensive for us as agents to deliver. So combining resources makes sense to me wherever that's possible. Um, and I think it's also, while there are a lot of um, client benefits of, of agencies coming together and, and pooling resources, there are also benefits for our, our property partners, our supply chains, and not having to to manage so many relationships. Um, And this acquisition, importantly, is an example of moving away from that kind of hybrid agency operator model. The apartment service, as I said, was a hybrid with its room space service apartments uh, division under common ownership. We've though just taken the um, apartment service, it's the agency business, um, so that we can now focus on that being an independent agent with no property interests of its own. I think that's a, a trend we'll, we'll see continue as organisations des- decide whether the right thing for them is to fully focus on being an operator or fully fo- focus on being an agency. Um, I think you really need to, to, to choose which account you're in and, and focus your investment accordingly. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier that you, you've had discussions with several other agencies. Where will you be looking next for, for further acquisitions? So having um, made two acquisitions in the, in the UK in recent years, we've got large offices now in, in, in the north and south of the country. I think we're expecting to, to look overseas now. Um, top of my list would be USA and Central Europe. Um, other locations might include the Middle East, Australasia. Um, but we will look at opportunities wherever they present themselves if they add value to the group. So we wouldn't rule out a, another um, acquisition in the UK, but uh, there are more pressing priorities at this point, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Let's turn to the to um, the demand side for a minute. What are you seeing in terms of business travel volume as we, as we begin to emerge from the pandemic? Are, are there any big regional variations? And are you seeing trends in length of stay and frequency of trip that you think will last beyond the pandemic? I think the, the um, key observation is that uh, daily inquiry levels at Silverdor are now higher than pre-pandemic. Um, and we think that's a mis- mix of um, pent up demand, um, some competitors exiting the market, um, a lot of demand for staycations over the summer, which is, is depleting now somewhat, um, but also general increased awareness of our sector. Um, being a very project driven industry, it's hard to, to really spot um, specific trends. And um, we work with such a diverse portfolio of clients. So each year, Silverdor services about um, 1,200 different corporate customers. So it's a very, very mixed bag. And uh, we're seeing demand in all sorts of locations, um, as is typical, but um, it's over recent months, we're, we're seeing much more demand for, for smaller locations that perhaps didn't feature on the, on the, on the radar um, in previous years. The one really noticeable difference, I think, is um, travel and procurement professionals are much more interested about our sector than 
they ever were before. Um, and I think that's a, a mix of you know hotels being closed in the in the pandemic for a while. That's that's led them to consider service departments as as an option. I think as um, awareness of the sector it becomes more prevalent, travellers are asking for service departments a lot uh, more often now. Um, so in the past, I, I typically found that trying to get traction with uh, travel or procurement managers was quite tough. You know, they're, they're managing categories ranging, you know, 20 odd, odd, odd different um, um, supplier um, categories that they have to, to look after. And service departments, I typically found, you know, they were bottom half of that list of 20 different categories. So um, we're certainly seeing that coming up the list, a lot more interest, um, a lot more interest in the uh, ability of, of um service departments to offer that self-contained accommodation. So really good in this COVID environment in terms of less football, less uh, meeting at the hotel buffet, that kind of thing. Um, but also the cost saving opportunities um, as businesses are, are recovering, they're looking for any cost savings possible and, and service departments is, is an obvious choice. So um, that, that's um, a key thing I'd say in terms of, of, of trends, um, other trends out there. Um, we're seeing a lot more interest in service departments for short stays. Um, so whereas traditionally our customers might have booked a hotel, um, that seems to be getting ever shorter. So uh, where I can think of a, a couple of clients, one had a minimum stay restriction of, of 10 nights traditionally, that's now been removed completely. Um, another customer told me last week that they're reducing their restriction from five nights to, to three nights and now recommending that anyone staying over three months goes to a service apartment. So um, yeah, that, that's one of the key things we're noticing. Um, uh, other than that, I guess, I'm quite astounded that uh, with the levels of business, considering the restrictions still in place in, uh, in terms of international travel and having to have the COVID passports and the testing. So um, yeah, seeing the, the levels of business coming in is, is, is surprising considering how, how it's not that easy to move around. Um, Thinking globally, uh, I think um, all of our regions are strong. Um, APAC uh, business is going very well there. We just recently recruited for Silverdor. Um, I'm expecting to recruit for the apartment service soon. That, that whole region seems pretty open apart from um, Australia and New Zealand, which are the noticeable exception. Um, over here in Europe, all markets seem to be open to, to some extent. Um, and in certain locations, we're finding uh, that supply is struggling to, to keep up with demand now. So one example being London, where um, you know we, we lost quite a bit of supply throughout the pandemic, and that, that's not coming back fast enough for the needs of our clients. Um, one other thing that we were perhaps expecting to see was um, customers moving out of city centres to, to suburbs. Um, and we really sensed that that was a thing during the, um, the pandemic, particularly with, with cities like London. But actually, when we, we stopped and looked at it, that wasn't the case at all. Um, we've got some quite cool technology where you can play reservations over a time period and, and plot them on a map. Um, and we're expecting to see you know, that, that shift of reservations move out of key centres like London into the suburbs. But actually, when you, you stop and look at it, it wasn't happening at all. And um, yeah, still the city centres are, are as busy as they ever were. Mm -hmm. Are you confident that some of this new business that, that is coming from companies and individuals <clears throat> who might traditionally have booked a hotel for 
for for um, corporate travel, but have been reassured by the self-contained nature of, of service departments. Do you think those are new customers that the sector has now won permanently, or do you think they will drift back to, to traditional habits? Yeah, I think so. I've always said once you get a customer through the doors and into a service department, there's no going back. So, of course, you know, hotels make, make sense for certain stays for one or two nights. It's it's the obvious choice. But when it gets to to the whole week, when it's four plus nights, I really think there's there's no substitute for, for service departments. And it's great how um, many corporates are now embracing it. The technology is there to be able to deliver those shorter stays as well as those longer stays. So, um, yeah, we're, we're certainly seeing a lot more interest in, in our sector. And a, lo a lot of companies are, are realizing that it needs managing properly as well. It's a, an opportunity for them to, to cost save. Whereas perhaps traditionally, it, it might be an area that they give to a, a TMC to manage amongst all of the, the other supply lines. But we're seeing that um, actually they're wanting to bring in specialists like Silverdor and the apartment service to manage that spend for them. Um, as long as you know everything's reportable and we can feed that data up to to their um, travel management company or their other um, reporting mechanisms, then they're much more willing to, to embrace it than ever before. Um, and just thinking about the, the sector as a whole, I think you know everyone's taking whatever business they can, can get throughout the pandemic. And a lot of um, service department companies have perhaps lied on, relied on um, the construction sector more than they ever would have before. And I think um, from, from what I hear, uh, that's very popular. They're, those properties that have taken those construction workers are very keen to, to cling on to that. But I'd say it's, you know, ultimately it's all going to be down to price, isn't it? And um, if those uh, budget hotel chains are, are, are realizing that loss and become more aggressive with their pricing, then that business is at, is at risk to them. Um, but yeah, to, for, from our perspective, I think really focusing on, on technology is important so that we can facilitate uh, the, the most easy booking process that we possibly can for customers that are moving into this space. Are, are you seeing some of the new apart hotel brands fulfilling a need for the, the kind of in-between length of stay that, you know, perhaps not a traditional service department stay, but, but a shorter stay that might have gone to a hotel before? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a really good entry level point into, into the world of service departments, kind of the best of both the you know, the great self-contained accommodation with the 24-hour services available on site. So certainly when we work with customers that are using service departments for the first time, then that's an easy way of getting travellers used to the experience. And then for the, the um, longer stay um, travellers within the client's portfolio, then we can introduce the more traditional service departments over time, um, which, you know, might have the, the lockbox entrance or meet and greet, which are... Um, uh, sometimes take a little bit further, a little, need a, um, an extra step for people to get their head around. So definitely part hotels have been good entry point. Great stuff, Stuart. Thank you for your time today. Thanks, George. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, head over to servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio.